You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 259, an interview with Sophie Bergach. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. And I've got Sophie Berga. She is a parenting and child empowerment coach. And let me tell you, this episode will blow you away with the level of wisdom and intuition and just emotional intelligence training that Sophie gives in this episode, not just for how do we as entrepreneurs, especially as women entrepreneurs, how do we work with our children, especially our teens? You know, how do we build a business and, and be there for our children and really help them develop physically, spiritually, and emotionally? But really, how do we empower ourselves in such a way as both human beings and business owners that we we can hold the space to empower our children by empowering ourselves. This is a powerful episode for anybody who's ever felt like you are being pulled in so many directions. You're building a business and maybe you have to change your business, but you're also raising these children. And at one point, maybe you thought, oh, it's going to get easier when they get older and then they become teenagers and you realize, oh my goodness, it's actually harder to raise them than it was when they were toddlers. If you've ever struggled with being a great parent and a great business owner, this is the episode for you to listen to. Uh, Sophie is on this planet to empower children, teens, adults, and as a parenting and child empowerment coach, she does that in this episode. So you're going to learn a lot, grab a notebook and a pen, take notes, and just listen to the wisdom that she shares. All right, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. I have got an amazing guest for you today on today's episode of She Runs the Show, Sophie Berga. Sophie, how are you? I'm great, Cassandra. Thank you for having me. It is so amazing to have you on here. I know we, we have talked about your entrepreneurial journey, but I cannot wait to share what you do in the world with everybody listening to She Runs the Show. So first, I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're on a mission to do in this world and what led you to that entrepreneurial journey? Well, um, I mean, I started out as a nurse uh, a really long time ago. I was uh, born in Denmark and then uh, I came here when I was to the U.S. when I was about 26 years old. And um, my entrepreneurial journey started right after I had my son. And I was a brand new nurse working in pediatrics. And um, that's about well, he was born 20 years ago, so it's maybe 18 years ago. He was about two years old. We were in radiology, and I had just started as a pediatric nurse at the time, and he had just a chest x-ray, and it was awful. He was screaming, arching, tied down with sandbags on his legs and leather straps on his arms, and I was standing there in terror thinking, what? This is just an x-ray. So then I started thinking, well, we can do this better. And I started creating educational materials for kids, a uh, little picture book. So I started out just doodling, you know, during my nighttime shifts <laughs> as a nurse. And uh, that later on came to be a, a series of picture books that I also, so then I started a publishing company in order to get the books out. I had to learn about publishing. And um, I did that for a long time. But in a slow pace, um, 
during my marriage and then after my marriage had ended, um, I was married for nine years or so. And uh, after that, it it took a little bit more, you know, it took me some time to recover from my divorce. and But it also gave me an extra purpose, really, at the time to, to do my, my picture books. Um, and I think at some point that during that time, I realized uh, within a couple of years that I had a really great idea, but it was really difficult to sell. <laughs> and... Um, because people don't really know that they need materials so they're in the hospital and the hospitals you know have certain standards and want what they want and so it's it, it was a difficult uh, thing to do to sell these books so then it turned to that I was talking to one of my um, old friends about the school system because my kids had gotten older at the time and I was I was, it was really sad to me that everybody was being sort of spit out of high school, you know, and, and, um, just offered, you know, well, you can be a dentist or a nurse, like for me, my case, or, you know, all these boxes they, they needed to fit themselves into as professions that they could go and do later on. And I didn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, it still doesn't today, that we, we don't create the box with the child. <laughs> and and help them figure out what would make a passionate pursuit for them in their life uh, and, and structure their career from that instead of trying to fit them in a, into pre-made boxes, right? Um, I mean, it's really just an old in industrial way of thinking, right? The, school, the current school system is created from... <laughs> the industrial times uh, where you just had to create more workers so it's, it's time to kind of switch that around so with that I started thinking well I have to I want to be a part of this I want to be a part of helping kids find their, their purpose at the time or at least learn to follow their own guidance in a way so that they can always follow their purpose because our purpose change, right? Yes, it, it does. It, yeah, and it's not the same. And so everybody thinks that they have to find that one purpose in their life. Well, it's going to change <laughs> with with your age and with what you've experienced. And then new things become a passionate pursuit, I think. Um, so, but the most important thing is really to to help kids learn to follow their guidance, which also means that they have to be emotionally intelligent. Because if they don't know how to listen to their feelings and they just kind of step them down, um, they're not going to be able to follow their guidance either because everything's going to be confused. So if you uh, let me ask you a question, because uh -huh. you, you've said so many powerful things, and I really want to help uh, women entrepreneurs understand something because you have done something that I think a lot of women entrepreneurs struggle with. So when I hear you talk about being a nurse, Mm -hmm. which is a very well-established career and profession and is absolutely necessary even to this day. There's such a high demand for nurses. And then I hear you say, but you were multi-passionate. You had that experience with your son and then you decided to create picture books and then you decided to start your own publishing company, which is a major feat in and of itself. And then you <laughs> got to the point where you were like, this is a great idea, but it's difficult to sell. Help me understand 
because the work that you do now is you help um, you help kids listen to themselves and learn to follow their guidance so they can embark upon their passionate pursuit. It sounds to me like you've always listened to your inner knowing and you've pivoted very well um, to when your inner knowing called you to a different place. Professionally, you've been able to listen and seize the day and start a publishing company. Is that something that you've always had? How, how did you have the courage to kind of pivot when things shifted? Well, I think I was raised that way, that there's, I don't really have any idea that there's nothing, I, I don't feel like that there's things I can't do. I, I just, my thing is that I, I realize that, well, I have to be really, really 100% aligned with what I have want to do, because if you're not 100% aligned with it, you're not going to overcome the obstacles, you're going to stop in the middle of it. Yes. And then you can't be persistent. So that's what I know. So um, I always dig into, well, do I really, really want to do this? Why do I want to do this? And I think my publishing um, business became um, also a way to help me overcome or have a, a second purpose after my divorce, where I was actually in a town I didn't want to be in, and I had to be there for a long time with my kids. So I, I just needed something more than being a mom, uh, which is, of course, very important to me as well. But I needed something, another purpose as well on top of that. But back to your question, I think, I think it's the way I was brought up. And I think that's actually also why another thing that I am, am, am doing now is I created or I'm specialized in the Danish way of parenting, which is uh, a certain approach that Danes use, um, and they don't even know that they're using it, and I didn't know I was doing it or that I was raised that way before I, I started looking into it more and read the book, The Danish Way of Parenting. <laughs> so I, I, I was raised in a way that, you know, uh, create resilience and in a way that, that helps me find my own guidance. Um, so I know how I can help parents raise their kids to be resilient, follow their own guidance, be happy. And it's, um, I think why I've become, become really passionate about that now is because there's so much um, scarcity and fear uh, circulating around in society right now, and it's highly affecting the way that uh, that parents raise their kids as well. And it's 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 counterproductive to what we really want to do, because then people become overprotective and scared of what's going to happen to their kids, and the kids do not like that. They they want to be trusted in you know, following their passionate pursuit and being, you know, becoming resilient, learning how to fail, you know, going out there in the world and, and being trusted with the responsibility of figuring it out. Absolutely. And, and Sophie, let me ask you a, a question because I love that, that you said, I have to be 100% aligned with what I do. Oftentimes when, when women are building businesses or they're trying to grow their business and they go through some major transitions like a divorce, like having to co-parent after divorce and live in a place that you don't necessarily want to be. They struggle with trying to 
survive the current transition that they're going through or thrive through it while also wanting to build something for themselves like you did with the publishing company how are you able to straddle the fence between the challenges of something like a divorce and then co-parenting but at the same time you were able to go on a mission for yourself to build that publishing company how did you how did you remain aligned through things like that well i think i i, I struggled for a while with you know wanting to do it all in a highly you know high speed <laughs> and when you have kids it's up and flow you know it sometimes you have more energy and focus uh, mo mostly the focus really <laughs> and time and, and sometimes you don't and so I, I would recommend moms or you know parents not to beat themselves up when they don't have the time or the focus because then their time and focus just with their kids and that's okay. There will, their dream and their vision will always be there. They plant that seed when they come up with it and the universe will, you know, take care of it. Absolutely. Protect it and safeguard it until you are ready to go out and do it and have that time and focus. And so what I think I found out, um, and I don't think I really realized it as, a, as I was doing it, <laughs> but the, the book business and going to all the seminars I went to, you know, publishing seminars and all this, actually, it gave me more energy instead of taking it away. So people would often ask me, well, how do you do all this stuff, you know? And I, I, at that time, I realized that, well, it gives me energy. It doesn't, if it's the right thing, if you're passionate about it, it doesn't take it away. It gives you more energy. And so I guess that's also a way of finding out are you on the right path? You know, um, does it give you energy or does it rob you in it from, from energy? That's so powerful. And so when you, when you said that you got to a point with your publishing company where you realized this is a great idea, but it is difficult to sell. At that point, was it taking energy from you? How were you able to identify that I've shifted and I need to shift my direction? How were you able to do that? I think at that time, I realized that a lot of the reason I was doing the, the publishing company and the books um, were um, to have that second purpose. And suddenly I didn't need that purpose anymore in the same way because I was more adjusted. I had recovered more from my divorce, you know, so things had changed for me. Um, and so I had to sit down and, and take a hard look at it and say, well, why am I really actually doing this anymore? And I think also at that time I realized, well, this is a great idea. And I know that I, get energized from making these books, from creating them. I, I laugh with my illustrator. I think it's super fun. Um, but that was what, it, that was it. It wasn't aligned with my higher vision, uh, a higher vision that I'm really passionate about, which is helping kids get a head start on leading, you know, really aligned and authentic uh, driven lives. And so realizing that my higher vision was not aligned with this, I had to kind of take, you know, a different path. And I, I still have books, you know, they're still on Amazon, they're still being sold, but I'm still kind of 
considering what to do with them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's okay to do that. I think so mm-hmm. often we think, especially as women, that we've got to be perfect or 100% in on everything. And I love that you say, you know, it wasn't aligned with my higher vision. It's still there, though. It's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> and and here's, here's the other thing. How are... How do we help our children do exactly what you have done throughout your life? Because what I hear you saying is you are constantly allowing yourself to shift and evolve. You are, you are consistently asking yourself, is this aligned with my higher vision? You're not putting yourself as an entrepreneur in a box ever. You're allowing the ebb and flows to come and go. How do we teach that to our children, especially like you said, in a world where the educational system is really built for, you know, the factory and the industrial revolution and creating more workers. How do we help our children have the same ability that you've had to kind of shift and flow? Well, um, it's, it's being curious. First of all, a lot along the way, I think you have to be that person that you want your kids to be. So you have to get out of your comfort zone and do all these things, right? And you're, you're, your kids would automatically watch, you know, and you'll always, as you're taking that journey yourself, you'll have all these things that you can share with your kids, which is sort of what I found. The interesting part is I I did uh, one of the Tony Robbins seminars I did at one point. Uh, You had to stand on the bottom (laughs) of this telephone pole, and I'm afraid of heights. So (laughs) I had to climb up the 10 foot. Oh, gosh. Yeah, really high telephone poles, stand on top and throw myself out and catch a trapeze, right? Yeah. So the exercise was, well, think about what, you know, makes you motivated as you're standing in line ready to get up there. And I thought about my book business and all these goals I had for it. But when it all came down to it and I was standing on the bottom of this pole, all I could think of was... I'm going to show my kids that I, they can do anything they want in life. And I flew up this pole, you know, threw myself out, caught the trapeze, and yelled victorious while I was low. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and ever since that moment, I know what motivates me. Um, so be that person that you want your kids to be, and they will, they will you know, follow along. But I think it's also, um, of course, there's different pillars of the Danish way of parenting. But a lot of people think that I think an overall understanding or approach in America is, well, we have to teach our kids all these things instead of allowing space for our kids to do the trial and error, feel it out you know, and have open, curious, empowering conversations with them about what's going on in their lives so that they learn about themselves. Absolutely. We don't have to teach them our frame, right? We have to help them understand what frame they have. Yes, absolutely. So that's like the overall picture I can kind of give you. Um, there is six pillows of, of the Danish word of parenting, which is, um, let me see if I can remember them. Uh, um, <laughs> I can't remember all six right now, but it has to do with being authentic, teaching kids empathy, 
concentrating on togetherness or hygge as it is called in Denmark, um, not setting like ultimatums, not doing physical punishment um, because it pushes the kids away and, make, yes. and shame, shames them instead of helping them feel included yes. uh, and validated. Um, so there's a lot of, of different aspects of it. Um, people can go to, I have a, a free webinar that they can uh, go to if, if the listeners want to know more about the Danish way of parenting. Um, and they just have to go to uh, the Danish way of parenting.com and they'll be taken to the, the webinar. That's and it's awesome. Like 30 minutes webinar that they can learn a little bit more about that approach. So the Danish way of parenting.com. It sounds as if much of the Danish way of parenting really grounds the child in listening to their own intuition. Is that, is that true? Yes. It's allowing a lot of space. Um, and, and also a, a big difference I think is that um, Danes believe that kids are intrinsically good. You know, so for example, if you have a child that's acting out, some parents might have, you know, this, you get this fear that your childhood maybe is a bad apple. <laughs> <You know? Yes. laughs> uh oh, is it a bad apple? <laughs> you know? um, and that they're not acting right instead of being curious in those moments about, wow, what is, what is going on with my child? Because my child is really good deep down inside but so what's going on right now so you you your approach is more curious with your children right um of course danes can you know have tired moments and all of that they're for sure not perfect <laughs> but i think the overall approach is more empowering in that way yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it. So the Danish way of parenting.com. Let me ask you a question because you were raised that way and you've raised children that way. Um, I'm sure for all of us, we still get self-doubt. We still have an inner critic that tells us we're not good enough. How are you going to do this? Do you really think you can build this business and all that kind of stuff? Having been raised the way you've been raised, how do you deal with your self-doubt or when your inner critic is raging? Well, I mean, after going through the whole coaching program, which is sort of uh, to continue the story a little bit about my entrepreneurial journey of starting to talk about these programs, wanting, and I actually got into coaching because I was starting to talk about uh, to a friend about creating summer camps, teaching kids all these things that I've been talking about. And so then I thought, well, I need more cred credibility, so let's I'll, I'll do a coaching uh, certification and then I went to IPEC uh, amazing coaching program and fell in love with coaching so then I had to <laughs> figure out how to incorporate that into everything and what I really wanted to do now so that's another example of you know that your passionate pursuit changes and your purpose changes all the time but um, tell me again what was your initial question I'm sorry yeah no how I, I mean because I'm, I'm hearing the way that you've been raised and you're talking about the Danish way of parenting. And I, I love the soul of it, the way that it, it really, it sees the child from um, the child as being good, as being creative, as being as a powerful being, even though they're, they're little. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder having, you've been raised that way. So when your self doubt creeps in, when you're in a critic is raging, yeah. 
having been raised that way, how, how do you get yourself back on track? Yes. So I, I, well, I will normally ask how true is this really what I'm telling myself in my head. Right. And then I also know going through the whole coaching journey now that, um, all my self doubts and my inner critics are really just there to protect me. And so I don't, you know, I don't push it away as much anymore. I just say, thank you very much. I don't need this protection anymore. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, and then I, I think I've gotten used to pushing through fear. It's sort of like the entrepreneurial journey is, um, you have to learn to dance with your fear because it's always going to be there. Even for the most famous celebrities, they have fears, you know, and, yes. but they've just learned to dance with them. They've learned to, um, you know, go out and do it anyway. Um, so I think that's what I've learned. I've actually to the point now where for a long time where I think, well, I keep thinking about this thing, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm sort of nervous about it fearful about it and then I get to a point of well I've spent this much time thinking about it so um I probably need to go do it exactly <laughs> exactly because it kind of releases the energy that you use being afraid of it yes and every time you do that you become stronger every single time what I've explained it to my kids in this way. It's kind of like when you play video games and every time you slay a dragon, you get a gold coin or an extra life, right? To buy extra tools or an extra life to live longer. And that's exactly how it is in life. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> you, you become stronger with the, the more that you push through that, that you push through the fear. Now I'm wondering having built, I mean, at this point, You've, you've done so many different things and it, it seems to me like that's kind of the message that you want to share with children that they, they don't have to be in this box that was created for them, that they can make their lives this journey of going on their passionate pursuit, even as that changes. What do you think when you think about being an entrepreneur and your journey in entrepreneurship, what do you think is one myth that people have about starting a build starting and building a business that you wish every person who's considering becoming an entrepreneur knew was a myth it was not true well as relating to the listeners here i mean i think um this idea well first of all it's not overnight it's a you know 10 years in the making overnight success <laughs> exactly so it's it's a it's a marathon it's not a sprint that's the main thing I think I want to relay. So it's okay to have those ebb and flows. It's okay to have sometimes, you know, where you are spending more time with your kids and picking up from soccer and all that stuff. But if you love what you do as a building your business and doing it little by little while you're, you know, waiting for them to get out of soccer, you know, all these things, then little by little you'll be creating an empire and you don't even barely know it. Um, just, but if it becomes too much of a chore, then you're on the wrong path. Then you have to kind of go back and ask yourself, well, you know, why am I doing this? Is this really right for me anymore? Why is it draining me more than it's giving me energy? 
because then it's probably because it's it's you know uh, they need to change focus or change change path a little bit. Absolutely. So talk to me, Sophie, about the path that you are on right now. You talked about um, that creating this business that is aligned with your higher vision. Talk to me about your current business and how you're helping children and you know teens. What it, what is your business why or your business vision? My business business vision is really um, to help teens, especially the middle school and you know teens in the first years of high school, um, really become self confident, happy, um, and you know being able to figure out you know follow their inner inner guidance and passionate pursuits throughout life and giving them some really. Um, you know, I, I've compiled all the 20 years, <laughs> at least, of self-development seminars and, you know, books I've read and working with kids as a nurse as well and the coaching. And I've compiled it all into uh, this team program that I created. Um, that's a 16-week program, and it's a virtual program where the kids can um, – they come together in, in groups of five to six uh, kids, and we meet on, on video once a week, three three times a month, and um, learn, you know, a ton of different things and implement a lot of things. But most of all, like, I think the kids learn to be vulnerable with each other, which creates this deeper bond, right? So they'll always yes. have this tribe of people to return to uh, uh, have, have their back uh, after the program is done. And things that we go over is like values, setting intentions, the power of stories and perceptions, and how when you change your perception, you can actually change the way you feel and, and the way you master different things. Um, who they want to be, uh, we talk about boundaries, self-care, friend categories you know what do you want for a friend what what you know because they're so vulnerable right now to you know who wants to be their friend instead of setting some you know intentions or or goals for you know what what, what requirements do i want for for the people i call my friends um we talk about social media growth mindset which is basically teaching them that, you know, it's a lifelong learning and just love to learn. That's another thing that's really sort of being killed in the current school system, I feel like, because there's just tons of testing and, you know, the kids are not really, there's no focus on, well, having them love to learn. Yes. Um, and I want to try to get back to that a little bit more. And, of course, we talk about fear and failing positive self-talk, learning to set affirmations and things like that. So my higher vision is basically to reach as many teens right now and, and also at some point create summer camps uh, for a longer process of really developing, you know, what their box, like we talked about before, you know, what is it that they really want to do with their lives? Um, so that is that's my higher vision and and also with the Danish way of parenting helping parents via coaching sessions really raise their kids in an empowering way the way I was raised 
Absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question because there's something interesting. I mean, one of the things that I'm so glad about in terms of being in my 40s is that I was not raised in a time where, you know, babies had cell phones and two-year-olds were on iPads and Facebook was a thing and kids get caught up in stuff where they get bullied online. I mean, I'm really thankful that none of that was really in existence in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up. So I, I would love for you to speak to this because our children children today are facing so much pressure and bullying and um, you know their brains aren't fully developed and yet they've got this thing called the smartphone where they could put things out on the internet that could literally follow them for the rest of their lives but they have no clue about that really so, mm-hmm. so speak to me about emotional intelligence and how you're using your programs to help teens navigate what is our digital world, which really causes a lot of them to feel less connected than more yes. connected? Um, well, I think it, it all comes down to uh, creating self-awareness and resilience, right? Yes. So my, and because there's always going to be things that are confusing them. And, and right now it's social media because it's really they, they're not really here now when they're on social media and on their phones. And so, and they, and they can escape into their phones instead of actually socializing with people and having real conversations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why I want to get groups of kids together in the teen programs to actually be vulnerable together and share some of those things. But really the big thing is to help kids be resilient and have these open conversations with them uh, in curiosity, right? And, and not non-judgment uh, because they're so smart and they know, they know what's fucking them. And if we ask into it, they will have solutions to all these issues that we don't even think about. Yes, they will. Um, so I can't wait to, you know, really, I just launched the teen program today. So I'm so excited. That is so <laughs> great. And what is, what is the program called? Excelsior. Excelsior. And so they can go to uh, the and, and check out more. The Excelsior is, um, what is it? E-X-C-E-L. S I O R. Yes, and I will be sure to include that with the show notes as well. So they have the okay. links to the Danish way of parenting and also the Excelsior program. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, so really focus on, you know, raising kids with resilience, um, teaching them how to follow their own guidance. Because that way, one example for me was my kids um, would come home and tell me about bully, bullies sometimes, and it wasn't always towards them, or very rarely would they tell me stories. But I would always say, well, you know, if this person is doing this and that, maybe it's because they're having a really hard time at home. It doesn't excuse the behavior, but it does explain it. And so, you know, my kids listen to me and one day my son is in high school and he comes home and he tells me this story about this guy that came up to him and told him something nasty or mean. And he just turned around and told this guy, wow, you must be really having a hard time at home. And the guy did not know what, how to respond. Yeah. So, and I, I told my son, wow, you were really listening to me all those years. (laughs) (laughs) 
but but it's a really powerful way of turning those things into uh, you know teaching your kids empathy and in teaching your child empathy suddenly everything becomes about the bully and it's not about you anymore yeah so i highly it, it works really well with kids when you tell them wow why do you think this person did that instead of don't label the person don't tell them that they're, they're a mean kid and try not to feel too sorry for your child because then it just puts them in this victim position that they really actually resent as well they, it's not it doesn't feel good to to be a victim right so um just just to tell them wow that must have been really hard to deal with um but i wonder what's going on with this person that they did that what do you think and really opening up the conversation mm-hmm right that's that's important yeah it is and i mean of course there's always a balance and people have different balances in, in regards to social media how much they want to um you know protect their children from exposure to different you know different things uh, and i have no one answer for that but i i it is super important to have those open conversations and if you want to have open conversations especially in the teen years you have to you know um not be judgmental you know try not to judge anything that they're they're coming with and just listen and that's really the hardest thing um i mean i even my daughter my daughter told me mom you're just rationalizing too much or you're being too rational and i had to think about it like what how can i be too rational <laughs> and, and, she, uh, and then i realized oh I forgot to just acknowledge and validate what she's feeling without coming up with solutions because I just jump right to solutions. Right? A lot of us do because we don't want to see our kids in pain. Yeah, we um, want to fix it. Yeah, we want to fix it right away. Um, but really, uh, she just needed me to acknowledge that she had a problem and validate her feelings and tell her that that must have been really difficult, you know. Um, and Sophie, do you think that, that that kind of jumping into problem solve or that jumping into fix before affirming and validating happens to us as parents a lot because maybe we don't do that with ourselves when we're dealing with our own problems and issues? Yes, for sure. Yes. It's probably one of the hardest things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and and we we beat ourselves up, right? Yes. We treat ourselves way worse than we would ever treat a friend in our self-talk. <laughs> well, and how, and Sophie, what is your, especially from an emotional intelligence perspective, what is your recommendation for, let's say, a woman entrepreneur who has teens at home, she's trying to build this business, her teen, she might have one teen or more than one that are struggling in school. And so on all fronts at this moment, she feels like she's a bad mom because she can't fix their problems. She's a bad entrepreneur because she's struggling in her business, maybe mm -hmm. struggling in other. What do you say to that woman entrepreneur who feel, who's doing that beating herself up thing, mm -hmm. which then puts her out of the alignment that she needs to to really be in the flow with everything? Well, it, of course it depends on the kid's age, um, but um, being having these heart-to-heart -heart moments with your kids 
the vulnerable, you know, having vulnerable moments with them where you actually share your own vulnerability for, for in that example, for example, the, she could sit down and talk to her kids and say, um, this is if there is school age kids, but you know, you can have the conversation with kids of almost all ages. It just has to be told in a different way, of course, but wow, you know, um, I'm having such a hard time because I feel like the worst mom because I can't be with you as much as I want to. What do you think I should do about that? Yeah. Or, you know, just having these vulnerable conversations without, you know, guilting the kids, of course, you know, putting guilt on them. And I think a lot of moms especially are very afraid of that and they're afraid they're going to put too much pressure on their kids but in all reality when we admit our own uh, vulnerabilities it allows our kids to do the same and they don't yes. walk around in a world and think that they have to be perfect perfect and bulletproof they don't have to be perfect and bulletproof right yeah they, they can be and and that's the wholehearted parenting as well that brian brown for example talks about um you know, to have those vulnerable moments. For me, I had um, a period of time because I was trying to teach my kids um, more, you know, emotional intelligence. So we would sit down and because they, they've had a lot of situations and with their dad as well where uh, they've been shamed a lot. And there's, there's been tons of issues that I've had to deal with in, re in regards to that. But so we sat down and I, I came up with that every Tuesday when we ate dinner, we would take out a sheet and we would have to um, come up with, there's a sheet of paper with all types of different emotions written on it. And we would have to pick two or three emotions that we had throughout the day. And so I would start and I would say, well, today I feel ashamed of this or happy about that or I celebrated this or whatever it was that had come up. And in the beginning, I would tell my kids, well, just tell me a couple of emotions. You don't have to explain why if you don't want to. So, and then after a while, you know, they wanted to share what was, you know, why they felt the way they did. But we also tend to have just a couple of words, you know, happy or sad or angry, right? Um, but really, the more words and nuanced you can get in describing your emotional uh, life, um, the more nuanced you experience it as well. So the more words you can pick out on a list of all these different types of feelings you can have, the more aware you're going to be of what emotions do I really have about this. And it also gives the safe space of, you know, here in this house, you know, we talk about our emotions and it's okay, it's normal. Absolutely. Which makes, which empowers them to know that they can walk through life that way. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's really, really important. So share with me, Sophie, how can people learn more about the Excelsior program, about the Danish way of parenting? How can they learn more about working with you? Well, um, I mean, of course they can go to my coach, uh, my coaching website, Sophie Berga, uh, coaching.com, or they can go to, you know, the webinar, webinar page um so the danish com. they can go and they will you know sign up for the webinar and um there will be a button as well for them to be able to schedule a call with me after they watch the webinar if they're interested 
Um, but there's, all, of course, a scheduling page on my website as well, sophievergacoaching.com. And um, the excelsiorprogram.com has all the information about um, uh, the team program. And there's a scheduling button on that website as well where they can schedule a call with me uh, to see if their team is a good fit for the program. Because it's very important for the team program that they feel the teams want to do it, right? Um, so a lot of the website is written towards, you know, uh, to the teams or for the teams and what they can expect to get out of it. Um, uh, and then there's a practical information for the parents as well. Um, so that's where they can find me. Perfect. Amazing. So let me ask you, I'm going to ask you my final question. It's my actual favorite question of the whole interview. If you 10 years from now could give you currently one piece of advice about moving to the next level of your business, what advice would the version of you in 10 years give the version of you today? Trust. Ooh. Just, just trust that everything is going to work out just exactly how it's meant to work out. And, um, you know, that's another thing I kind of want to relate to people. If you push and push and push and push in your business and you don't slow down sometimes, then you don't let the universe bring in those. You don't give the universe time to build the project with you, bring you the people that you need to meet, um, come across, you know, programs or, or seminars that you need to be in in order to learn certain things whatever it is, or, you know, meet the right person that's telling you some information that you need to hear. So, so it, you, you just gave so much wisdom and that, Sophie, I have to ask another question. Yeah. How do you do that? For all of the entrepreneurs listening who are pushing a boulder uphill and pushing and pushing and pushing, and what you're saying is so much truth, but how do you do that when you're used to pushing it on your own? I think you have to practice, um, letting go sometimes and not and it's it's hard as a parent because we're used to fixing everything right so um maybe just every once in a while practice you can even do journaling every day practice you know wow what actually came to me today without me pushing for it Ooh. and starting to notice those things that happened for you and also just practicing even if you have to write it on your mirror you know, life is happening happening for me, not to me. Yes. So, but it, again, it, that's that's a feeling you have to have. You know, when you have that feeling of, oh, my God, I'm just pushing so hard right now. Just step back because and know that everything will be taken care of for you in, in a certain amount, you know, as, as at a – well, not everything. You, of course, have to work for it as well. But you don't have to do everything. You, have, you can let the universe kind of support you a little bit as well. It's okay to lean back sometimes and just take some time with your kids or go on vacation, whatever it is, lay in the grass, whatever it is that you, you want to do. Um, and know that at those times, you're being supported. That's powerful. I'm adding that to my nightly journaling. You gave such a powerful coaching question. What actually came to me today without me pushing for it? Sophie, I've never asked myself that question ever. 
Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's a that's a game changer when you can actually sit back and you can say, okay, I've, I've put in the work. Like you said, I've done the work, but what actually came to me today without me pushing for it? That is so powerful. That's a game changer. And can I add one more thing to oh, that? Oh, yes. So what you also can do is you can give yourself a to-do list and you can give the universe a to-do list. Ooh. What does that look like? So, um, for example, if you want to find a um, publicist or whatever, you know, for your business, and but it's like a little bit far out, doesn't have to be right now, right this minute, you can put it on the universe to-do list, and you might be at a dinner party, and somebody is going to tell you about a friend that they know that's doing, you know, that's a publicist, and give you their phone number, and you haven't put one ounce of work into it. Exactly. Fun into it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the universe to do list. Oh, I'm going to try that. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I haven't given the universe a to do list either. So, oh wow, what powerful. Sophie, thank you so much for being on Sharon's show. I think your the way in which you trust your inner knowing and your inner wisdom, and the way in which you align with the highest vision that you have, is something that we could all learn from and grow into. And so, I am so grateful that you have given us the wisdom of how to actually do that a for ourselves but also with our children so thank you so much for being on she runs the show it was a great pleasure thank you for having me absolutely <laughs>